This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. And good morning, San Diego, and welcome to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken, hopefully is sleeping in, has the day off today. Welcome to a very nice overcast Saturday morning after three days of sun? Three days, maybe two and a half. Okay, I won't quibble. But I'll say good morning to you first. Good morning. Exactly, good morning. Good morning. How's everyone? Doing well, how are you? Doing fantastic. Good. Did we enjoy our rain this week? Of course. We did, but I think as I've previously mentioned to you, I need rain and then several days of sunshine, then I can accept some more rain. I, I'm not good with days and days and days Okay, of so rain. 2.5 isn't several? I, it, it was tough. Well, the I, problem I'm 50% is... percent plant DNA, the, and I need sun on my body. I need <laughs> sun on my face to, to make it through the day. Oh. Well, spend more time outside. In the rain. Yeah. Not the sun. <laughs> we... Just all agreed, correct, that there was at least 2.5 days of sunshine. I agree, and I took advantage of that. Okay. Yeah. The, I, was, the downside, I was going back to the other side of that, you know, prior to those days of sun. Oh, I got you. When it was overcast and rainy. And cool, yeah. yeah. We're not, you, we're not used to I'm rain. Not used to, I would not do well in the Pacific nor- Northwest. No. Fungus Corners. Fungus Corners, yeah. I would That's not do what, well there. What was his name? The weatherman from KNSD back in the day. John Coleman? No. K-N-S-D-O. Channel 39. Um, Bob Dale? Bob Dale. Okay. Was it Bob Dale? Yeah, I used to call it fungus fungus corners up there. Anyway, because, yes, I wouldn't do well in the long term there. But we had exactly what you asked for. I, yes. And then you... We did for the last couple of days, yeah. but we didn't prior to that. And we are now expecting a few more days of rain. We are. Yeah. However, Go ahead. I didn't see any rain in the forecast beyond. We're supposed to... Supposed to start raining this afternoon. Right. Maybe later this morning, which means now, well, not now, after the radio show, if you'd like to stick around and listen to Auto Talk afterwards, you may. But after those two shows are over, then you must go out and fertilize. This is, today is the day. We're going to get an inch plus of rain in the next two days. For a quick second, I thought you were going to advertise our new uh, other live show that we have at 9 o'clock. Oh, what is that show? Uh, Talk to the Lawyers is the name of it. It's a legal show, so you can ask any legal question to them. Okay, so you can listen to the legal show, (laughs) and then you're going to need to go outside and burn off some energy after listening to legal, and then you can put out the fertilizer. How's that? Does that work for everybody? Sounds good to me. Okay. Now, when I I listen to the shows while I'm outside working, so I'm assuming some people might be able to do that as well. You don't have to stay inside. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Gosh, George, you are brilliant. I actually purchased a bag of fertilizer before I left yesterday in preparation of today's rain. That's I forgot to do that. I was at the nursery last week, and I forgot to buy it, and I've been thinking about it all week, and 
But no, you did the you did you did David you today. Did David, yeah. yes. yes. Exactly. Well, no, no. He I thought have it in about the garage. it, but he thought about it, but he didn't buy it. You will think about it, purchase it, bring it home, and put it in the garage, and then forget. and not use it exactly. Not use it, right. so, I might not. So forget. he's one step behind you, but he's <laughs> but tr- he's working at it. Earlier this week, I went by to visit Dad and say hi. And oh, uh, you know, it's supposed to rain, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So have the trees been fertilized recently? Exactly. You know what, Dad? I'll go fertilize the citrus trees. So I did. His like trees got fed. Son. Yes, his trees got fed. Because Mine did not. Him. We tend to take care of those we love and care about far more than ourselves. Yeah, that's it. I was giving you some kudos. Thank you. Thank uh-huh. you. I appreciate that very much. But his trees did get fed, and the mine will get fed this afternoon in the rain, because it'll be raining by the time I get home. Um, but, so we're, most areas of the county are expecting one to two inches of rain at least from the coasts all the way across, much more in the mountains and much less in the deserts today, tonight, and into tomorrow. And then again, Monday, Sunday night into Monday. Right. Uh, we're expecting the other half of, of this. It should be, it should not be excessive. So it should be good for washing in, watering in the fertilizer into the soil without running off for most areas west of the foothills and mountains. Might get a little more up in the mountains and it may not be the best time to go out and feed are you okay with that i'm perfectly okay with it and i agree with you okay do we have any classes coming up we do actually today we have two classes one the san diego at 9 a.m is how orchids rebloom and a book signing with chuck mcclung a great local guy here uh, an author and he's done a number of the orchid classes for us in fact he's going to do one later this month in poway as well so if you can't get there today come up to the one in poway uh, and then at 9.30 today, we at Poway, we have last-minute winter fruit tree care with Tyler Trimble. And that last minute just means, you know, winter, it's starting to warm up. The days are getting a little longer, and those buds are going to break soon on those trees. So it's time to get out there. I didn't realize winter was just around the corner. Did I mean, I the it? end of winter. Yeah, it, well, the it is. We've gained a minute plus of daylight since two two or three weeks ago when we had this, the winter solstice. And a when, whole does, minute plus. when does winter end? It officially ends in March, but for us in Southern California, it gets warmer and buds start breaking in February. So that's why I'm saying our winters. I like um, the way you've begun to twist the, I'm, I'm the for facts you. to suit your narrative. Um, I, am, I believe I am accurate. Our winter is almost over in Southern California. It gets I, I, if you if you were living back east, you would not even think about going out and and looking at buds opening. I you have a I have a tree right now that has flowers on it that are opening up a peach I tree. I agree with all of so that. So that's why it's last minute for our winter. Right. I stand by that. I'll be calling into the lawyer show at nine. To- <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're not going to have a, a situation, are we? Now nah, we'll be okay. We can do. We'll work. We'll, have, we can we'll do work it out. Point counterpoint. We'll, we'll work it out, Jane. Um, <laughs> Okay. Uh, are there other classes coming up? <laughs> there are. <laughs> uh, on the 21st, uh, next Saturday, a week from today, at 9 a.m. in San Diego, last minute for tree care with Tyler Tremble. Do you want me to go over that again or you got it? No, I'm pretty okay. Sh- pretty and clear then at 9.30 in Poway, we have winter rose care with David Ross and myself. With bicker and quibble. With well, That's where we'll bicker and quibble. Okay. Quibble or bicker. Okay. What's that going to be about? I, roses. Winter, is it last winter? minute? No, this one is regular minute. But it's still related to winter, correct? It is, it is related to but winter. But this winter, in this context, it's still here? It's still here. The, the roses aren't f- budding out yet. 
I see. I, it makes sense to me in my small head. I don't know what to say. You you That's were odd. so you were so um, such a champion of your winter's over I in the previous sentence. You're starting to sound like. Are you running for office sometime <laughs> soon? Sounds like the pandemic. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think the difference is that the roses you are cutting them back now, but they're not getting ready to bud as we're cutting them back. I'm they're not getting ready to flower as we're cutting them back in the same way that the uh, many of the fruit, the fruit trees, trees are. are. Like my red barren peach is about to open. The tropic prince that I brought home yesterday is opened. And the bees were they've bees found that in a heartbeat, didn't they? they? Yes, they did. They yeah. were all over that. I decided not to get my okay. Lavelle rootstock. I'm gonna pick up some trees on Nemagard. Because this, you were afraid. I'm afraid. So why are you afraid? This is a great segue from oh, last week. Nematodes. We have been admonished we, that we talked about nematodes. We were, we were just when I got home. My lovely wife said, <laughs> "Was there know, a you, finger? Was there no, a finger no, wagging?" No, no. She said, "You know, you, you you guys talked about nematodes, but you never said what they were." And she said, "I always think of nematodes, and I imagine a small toad." Yeah. yeah. So, so what is it? And so I said, "You know what? We'll make a. That's a good point. We did not say it, and we should have." A few months ago, you gave a very good narrative as to what nematodes were, and somebody told me I had no idea that's what nematodes were. So why don't you tell them again I, yeah. a beautiful narrative so that somebody can say that I had no idea. I, I don't recall what I may have said, but they are microscopic, tiny little, basically eel-like roundworms. And there are good ones and bad ones. The, the most prevalent bad one that we have here is a root knot nematode, which, as kind of the name um, implies, yeah. yes. it, it causes knots on roots. And it's very common on tomatoes. You said it's a roundworm. It's not a flatworm, or it's a no, flat it's roundworm? No, it's an eel-like roundworm. It's round, not a flatworm. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, see, I... Learn something. Do I have to say that? Nah. Yeah. We could do it off the air, so... <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't want anybody to <laughs> yeah. know. So, uh, they, and so I, they'll, they'll, they'll feed on plants, and they cause damage. And so there are a number of different types of, of bad guys, but there are a number of good ones as well. And we actually sell some of the good ones, and... Um, those of you that know Farmer Roy, he used to come in every season in the spring prior to planting tomatoes and purchase the beneficial nematodes that Still will... Still does. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go there in a moment. Oh. So he, he purchases those to put out in the in the areas where he grows tomatoes season after season because conventional wisdom says you don't plant solanaceae, your tomato plants, in the same spot every year. Because of? Because of nematodes. They the root knot ones, right? the bad ones. The bad ones. So you want to... You know, best of your ability, rotate your crops. But when you have limited space and you can't do that, there's some utility in putting these beneficial nematodes in to wipe out the bad populations. Now, the only reason I said he used to is I know that we we provided him a bottle of a new neem oil. It's a it's manufactured differently. It's cold pressed and it has uh, properties where it is purported to kill nematodes as well and i know he's tried it i don't know if we've had results yet so he might oh i he thought might, you were gonna i was gonna say he i might, thought we were gonna have breaking I, news I, 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 he might be going towards that now in the future does, we'll see does it kill good nematodes I, I think it would kill nematodes in general so, so if you've yeah. been doing it well okay so we'll see we'll see how it works but regardless yeah. of the fact that he's been using the good the beneficial nematodes right. he still has to do it constantly they Correct. don't build up enough Right. So if you yes. let the good go with the bad, I guess in this instance, it's okay. Right. And, and he has had great success because he's been doing this for a long time, using the beneficial nematodes to wipe out the bad ones. And, uh, you know, apparently he's not ripping out tomatoes every season with, with root knot, nema, with root knot damage. I did do one thing that I had 
mentioned last week is I went home and took the tomatoes that are still in the ground out of the ground that were going to be my my canaries in the coal mine and I did not notice fat roots okay so maybe I don't have a, a root problem maybe I should still get the love and that was the reason you didn't want to purchase the peach yes. tree because of fear yeah. and I went and looked and we have good apricots on the back on uh, Nima guard and citation is is citation nematode resistant I don't know if it's is as nematode resistant but I I guess it's not it, it doesn't have literature that says it's like the Lavelle, which it which is not resistant. So, I should I shouldn't <laughs> mess with that, should I? No. Thank you, thank you, Mark Mahady. I, I think it's an opportunity to experiment a little bit. But how will I know? See, oh, I've that's had, true. We've I have about a this. bunch of trees that have declined, and I've taken full responsibility. It's me not watering right, them enough. Right. And this last couple of years, I've given them much more water, and they still died back. Well, did I let them get beyond the point of no return, or is it not water? Is it? Are these the trees that were on? They weren't on Lavelle, most likely. They were probably on Citation um, or one of the Myro rootstocks, but is it because of something that I don't see? Valid point, and maybe that's you were talking about your tomato plants being a canary in a coal mine. Perhaps there's an opportunity here to to dig out one tree or at least half of a of a, a root, quadrant yeah. and just pull out some roots and take a gander at it. That's work. That's work, but it will that. it'll tell you whether it's you, which it might be, but maybe not. Maybe there is a pathogen, and it's a little eel-like roundworm that is destroying your roots. And I can take a magnified picture on my phone, and then I can see them. Um, <laughs> No, that's not actually how it works, but we'll talk about that little story that we did that wasn't very nice. And the fact that I think we're all here because we are not, we did not win the Mega Millions last night. I forgot to purchase a ticket okay. yet again. Yeah. Well, you if, can't win if you don't play. If that's right. If it's you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1170, KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we are back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. We are here to talk about things in your yard and garden, argue, discuss. Or or hopefully answer questions. And hopefully answer questions. If you would like to give us a call, the number is 888-344-1170, just like the numbers on the dial for KCBQ. When before we went into the break, we were talking about the Powerball, which is a tax on the mathematically challenged. That's why I didn't buy a ticket. Okay. So anyway, yeah, I'm still poor, <laughs> but I have friends, and that's what <laughs> that's what that's, counts. That's, what that's counts. all that really matters. You're, um, you're rich in that. That's thing, right. Yes. But we were talking about um, a canary in a coal mine. Right. And I was told that there are people in this world who do not know that reference. And I'm not going to name names because I'm 
Right. They may or may not be somewhere in the studios. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not naming names. But, you know, sayings go, come and sayings go. So what is the canary in the coal mine? So during mining days before we had all those big ventilation fans and things of that sort going down into the mines to provide, you know, adequate uh, clean air, miners would take a canary in a cage down into mines and because they were smaller, when the oxygen levels got so low that they died, or there was a, a gas leak of some, or gas was or accumulating, methane or yeah, the methane gas would accumulate, and they would die. That was a very good sign that it might be time to evacuate that yes. particular mine. Those area. were um, early detection, alarms early and detection devices. detection devices. Right. Yes. So for those of you who were unaware, for that one person, not in this room, but nearby, who may have, <laughs> who may or may not have, <laughs> yes. Not to sound too dark, but it sounds like uh, one of those like Flintstone inventions. Like it's true, you know, the elephant was the sink, basically. To yeah. the <laughs> yes, it totally was totally true. And they did have a little and bird we've in a cage. Innovated since then, yeah. but yes, whatever makes it work for you, sir. Yeah, there you go. Um, now back to garden talk. If you would like to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. I wanted to talk about a couple of things that we didn't talk about last week, but the fruit picker. That I was about to say, it's going to be the fruit picker, isn't it? It has to be. And it wasn't last week. It, this has been going on that, two, from that day you purchased it. I was going to say, he's been talking to me about it for at least some, well, two or three weeks. I, I purchased it just after our last show of the season last year, oh, and then right. I forgot about it last week, and it's, it's been, a, it's it's been a, over a month. It's your grapefruit picker. It was. Well, not only is it a grapefruit picker, but it's an orange picker. It's a pomegranate picker. And it also is soft and subtle and supple enough to pick guavas, ripe oh, uh, really? tropical guavas. I, I was able go to right pick. It didn't, didn't squish them. It, it's, it really is a nifty tool. And so I mean you, that in the nicest sense. You have sense. to use the same one, right? You can't like label one, one that says pomegranate, one says avocado. You can they do are that, but... a little on the pricey side, even by... Well, not even by my standard, but <laughs> by cheap boy standard. Um, they're a little on the pricey side, but they are worth every penny. You were so enthusiastic about it. You were walking around the store, like picking things up, showing how effective it was. Oh, he, he called me at home to talk about it. Oh, wow. Oh. It is. So I have a big grapefruit tree next to the driveway. And I can go down the driveway and around and under the tree and pick grapefruit. And I can pick the ones that are right there elevated at the driveway but i i've yeah. used i've tried to use an avocado picker which doesn't work very well for picking mm -hmm. grapefruit because avocado pickers work because this avocado is hanging down on a single stem and you can cut it and i can get a ladder but every day week month year that goes by the less time i spend on a ladder the more likely i am to, to come to work cross the, next the day. sun <laughs> exactly. to go around the sun again um so this is nifty. I could just stand on the driveway and reach halfway across the tree. I, I, I How really, far does it extend? It, it, it says six feet. It's closer to seven feet. Okay. And so I can only go up one or two steps on the ladder. But the, the guava tree, the, I always have to pick with the ladder. And it, it, it's on a little bit of a slope, and it's, it's a hassle. It's sort of dangerous. It's yes. a hassle to do. It's not... I do stupid things on ladders all the time. It's not exactly that. And sometimes not even with the ladder. If I, <laughs> I do stupid things all <laughs> the time. Um, so it really, it's exciting. And, and picking guavas that were totally ripe and not piercing them, 
I've let guavas just go because I didn't want to drag the ladder up onto the right. bank to, to, to collect them. And now I can do it with my fruit picker. Now, I, we've talked about it. I, I grew up back east working on my best friend's apple orchard as a kid. And we had the, the pickers that just had the little teeth at the top that you oh, went you up and pulled. And that that works it. well for apples. Well, right. but it, br- it breaks branches. But it can break branches if you do it, yeah, haphazardly. Well, but we also had that ladder that we talked about, a little tripod, tripod ladder, yes. which I loved using those. In fact, I keep thinking I need to build one of those for the yard. They're just well, so you easy just and convenient. Buy one. Is yeah. there still one up in the rafters at the nursery? I don't know. There might be. I might, I might have to look. Um, but this is a little grasper. It has three fingers. For those that aren't, fingers. Don't, don't have video on right now, he has his hand up. You're in called, a grasping. You're in a tines? grasping. Are those tines? I don't, I don't know. know. But the, the, the other yeah. one, the common one has three tines, or has tines on it, yeah. and you loop over it, and you break a branch, and usually right. you'll get a piece of fruit with it, or vice versa. And this, you grasp. It has a, a trigger handle on it. You pull you the handle it, yeah. in, you squeeze the handle, and it, it grasps the fruit, and then you just like rotate it. three fingers it. out at the end that yes. just grab it. and they right. grab it, and then you rotate it. And it's like it the astronauts it. used to pick up rocks on the moon. Exactly like there that. Or it is a three-fingered trash picker-upper. You know, the little... <laughs> yeah, right. yeah the exactly. Little, it, and it works really well. I'm slightly excited about it. I have Very a lemon tree that it. I don't have to get on a ladder to pick, but... It's kind of growing. It has lantana under it, and I have to climb up a three-block wall to kind of get to it. And so I don't pick the lemons from that area sometimes. But that, I realize, you no, you I realize say, I can just. I used to not pick the lemons. Right. I now, used to not. I used now to I not. go out there daily, and I'm able to pick everything I want. It is really cool and useful. <laughs> Those things, anyway. That's how. I, I, I apologize for not being enthusiastic about this product, but. That's all I can say. Well, you've had it now yeah. for maybe a month. Or, I was going to say, it probably would have right? been a right great Christmas. Christmas present for people, yeah. Well, it no, the great, reason I it was say a great that, Christmas uh, present for me. You've right. had it for a while, and, and, yes. and it's work. It hasn't failed in any way when using it. It's working quite well. Correct. Good. The only thing I failed at was trying to take a video with one hand and trying to pick uh, fruit. Well, on the ladder. I'm just kidding. With the other hand. It's hard to do that. You need two hands so you can or drop Or a second person. Out. Yes. Or a I, photographer. Or following you around. If you were a good TikToker, you'd yes. have somebody following you around. And, and I'm guess you can you could do it. Oh, I guess I'm not a good TikToker. I guess I could do it with avocados too. But I like my avocado pickers for picking avocados. Oh well, yeah, you got to try it out just to see. I will. It, you can update us next time. Exactly. Oh, you're just you're so excited as well, are you not? Um, I, it. Okay, that yeah. was enough. Yeah, we can calm down now. And I can pick my my pixies off my semi-dwarf pixie which is probably 15 feet tall yeah semi-dwarf yes. semi-dwarf yes anyway. so, no, no i want to I, I want a standard how many times have people said no i want to get a standard like no you probably don't really want to get a standard citrus tree citrus tree. Wait, I'm yeah. sorry. no 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 i i knew what you were talking yeah, about I guess but I and we could have gone on and talked about it and then when we get uh, to the nursery, George is going to tell me, you know, we didn't explain what we were talking about. No, I would have told there. you that right here. And then we'd have <laughs> yeah. to do it next week. So with the citrus trees, you can usually get semi-dwarf or standard. And Typ- typically. Typically. There's not a true, there's not a real true dwarf you usually get. They're hard. Yes. They're find. almost impossible right. to find. Correct. But people don't understand that. And a semi-dwarf will usually get between... Yeah. Eight and fifteen feet, depending right. on the variety. Right, and, and a standard and gets bigger than it, yeah. that. And so, for most p- practical backyard purposes, yeah, there's no reason unless you get a picker like that with a very sturdy ladder. So now, yes, that's good thinking, Mark. No, 
I don't know about that, but Plat- build platforms around okay. your trees. That's thinking, Mark. Yeah, it's unusual for me, but okay. But the platform will shade everything below it. You do it with um, hardware cloth and metal frames. So. Oh, that stuff that they use on on playgrounds, children's playgrounds, with the. What are you going to say? So, no, I was I was just thinking. How many trees do you have that are standard that you need the picker? Do you, or do you? Are we talking primarily evergreen plants? Oh. Well, no, you mentioned pomegranates. So you know, you don't. Do you not prune them to a right backyard height? Smaller. No, serious question. Okay. No, and no. they they. The more you cut them, the more they grow. And <laughs> you have to be very careful. I learned the hard way not to try and remove suckers off of pomegranates. I will never do that again because they produce, you cut off one, and then the next year you have 10, and you cut off 10, and the next year you, you have 20. I think they multiply yeah. exponentially. Yeah. I, and that's it's difficult to keep a pomegranate tree as a single trunk lollipop standard type tree they you know they tend to as you said sucker Sucker, but i i've kept two as a tree but it's a it's an effort you're out there with clippers every six weeks going oh my goodness i missed one no you didn't miss it It, it's grown 12 inches in the last two days day there is a 50 year old well no it's got to be 60 plus year old pomegranate tree at my parents house that has two trunks and i don't understand i've taken suckers off of that before it didn't do what mine did but it only has two trunks. But if you had been listening to the gentleman before you who was talking on the radio about the picker uh, not having to be used on tall it. trees, you would have realized that it doesn't have to be a tall tree. It could just be a wide tree. It could just be in an awkward spot. It could Correct. be growing over something. Somebody could have a walkway. And next to the walkway, you could have a formal hedge to separate the walkway from your orchard, and then you could have an orange tree. And so instead of trying to get around the formal hedge to your orchard, you could just reach over from the walkway and grasp fruit. I should have listened to him. You should have listened to him. You should have. You should have listened. I will work on that. It's a character flaw on my part. (laughs) (laughs) Among many. (laughs) I I think it's very. How loud was that eye roll? It was like, I heard it. I that's didn't even I, look up. I just heard that's, it. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, and then I've had more successes and failures with gophers this week, which I don't think we'll talk about right now. If okay. you would like to opine, opine, share, participate in this morning's Garden Talk radio show, the number here is 888-344-1170. You're listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ, and we'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we are back with more Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. If you have a gardening question, oh, concern, issue... Addition, subtraction, multiplication, or division. The number here is 888-344-1170. Um, gophers. 
I was so happy last week because I had replaced my gopher hawk and caught a gopher. Yeah, you Do you were, know how many gophers I've gotten with that gopher hawk since prior that? Prior to that, zero. zero and since zero? Since zero. They're backfilling it, which makes me think I'm, the, the trap itself right. is filling with dirt, which makes me think the trigger is not working. Or what am I, I may, doing to my triggers? The only thing I, well, I don't know, when you put it down, I, mean, I pull up, it, I do pull. not push down. The, other, the only thing I can think of from watching mine work is if the, there are three three tines for like that are connected at the bottom kind of like a fruit picker right exactly right. maybe one of those tines is facing it's parallel to the um tunnel are you supposed to rotate it well, when you're i, I don't deploying i'm just it? thinking that perhaps if it's if it's facing the tunnel he's hitting that and the soil's going around it before he can get into the trigger part or she so maybe so it's my fault i, I mean you're, you're, you're pointing fingers potential it maybe by just rotating it 90 degrees you might have some success but how would i know I won't know until it's already backfilled. Right. So would you rotate a backfilled one rather than pull it out and redeploy? I might redeploy in in the same tunnel a couple, maybe a foot away. Thanks for nothing. I'm here to help. Uh, Or not. Apparently not. (laughs) Um, I think we have, we do, we have a phone call. So let us go to, ah, it's Barb. I don't know who Barb is. And now I am having trouble finding the cursor. I should find this cursor before I say we might go to Barbara. There we go. <laughs> Good morning, Barbara, and I think what's going to be Imperial Beach. MP. Right, that's correct. Ah, Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thank you. I'm interested. I have a, a about a uh, 15-year-old white peach tree that my mother started from a pit. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, I get about... There are between baseball to softball-sized peaches off of it, but at 80, I don't do ladders anymore. Is there a peach picker? Well, I am so glad you asked. <laughs> Coincidentally. The picker that we were just discussing, I think, would make a great peach picker. It, uh, because the, the peach is so close to the, 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 the limb... Yes, I think it would work just fine. You would, you would grasp and twist, grasp, twist, and pull. It uh, okay. it would be best if it's extended that you have somebody else to help you that you can extend the picker to that can take it out, or right. you can just put something on the ground and then rotate it around and then gently set it down. And it would be it'll work great for that. It it will open up as large as a large grapefruit to pick and it will close up small enough to pick guavas so far uh, which okay. is about the size of a well two a little less than a tennis ball and so it should work great with your peaches and they're they're I, fairly soft so they will not and if you get to them before they're super soft peaches you should be able to do it with the peaches just fine i do these generally just just before they get the white peach goes from hard as baseball to too soft right. in about four days. Yes, so you, I don't, I can't mess with them too too long. Right. But the ones that are above where I can reach, then um, I keep it topped out at about ten foot, uh, so that it's not. It'd be uh, fifteen foot tall, but I keep it trimmed uh i trim it here in about oh three or four more weeks t- 
to so that it ends up being about seven or eight feet tall. Makes sense. That, yeah. that that'll this will work really well for you. It can be as short as I think it's two or three feet, probably about three feet uh, folded down or condensed. Or condensed. Yeah. That's not the right no, word, but retracted. Um, retracted. retracted. Thank you, yes. George. And it's very okay. easy to extend. It just is a, a thumb lever that you don't have to twist to extend. It's just a thumb lever you push down and pull it out, and it works really well. I think it would work and, very and you well happen for you. To have, you happen to sell them at Walter? We, we, we do. Um, they are $95. They are wonderful, and they are worth every penny. Um, the, thing, the thing is that, that the, what I can't eat, I, we have a, a grocery store at our, uh, the Imperial Beach Neighborhood Center, and I give them to the, the, to the, the grocery store. Very good. Uh, it's not really a grocery store. We give food away. Right. And so we, my leftovers I give to them, and I leave them on the tree. They're, they're not half-eaten ones, though, right? They're whole ones that, you're not, that are left over, they're correct? The yeah. birds, that I, but I do leave some for the birds. Uh, I think that that's sort of like uh, karma. Yes. You know, if, you take, if you take them all off, then you don't get as many the next year. Totally true. You are absolutely correct, Barbara. You, and sharing them with the Imperial Beach Food Exchange is what we'll call it on the air this morning, I think is wonderful yeah, we as well. Very generous of you. Yes. Very good. Thank you all very right. much. All right. Thanks for the call, Barbara. Bye-bye. Bye. I was actually curious as to see if she grew that from a pit. That would be interesting to see how. Yes. Yeah, that's, you know, that, that is but, neat because, you know, you typically don't know what you're going right, to get. Exactly. And surprises. And the fact that it turned out to be a good peach is awesome. Maybe they should be. Uh, before you exactly. guys finish this off, could I say, if you'd like to call just like Barbara did, the number here is 888-344-1170. But isn't that neat that her, she said her mother her grew mother, from a yeah. pit? Yeah. From a pit, yeah. And it sounds like a big peach. Yep. I yeah. almost bro- I almost broached that that she should bring in some some branches yeah. so right. we can graft so them can and graft start them. the new one and then we'll call it the Barbara, Barbara instead peach. of the yeah Santa Barbara. instead of the Santa Barbara peach right. it'll just be the Barbara what peach we call it yeah, the IB Barbara. exactly IBB. 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 there we go yeah um, speaking of Santa Barbara they oh got wow some rain, decimated huh? they got over ten inches of rain in one area in a single day that's, that's a, a lot, lot of rain. rain and just from checking the uh, the map. Santa Barbara, Montecito, those areas are only 175 miles from San Diego. So we missed a little extra rain. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, you uh, are. <laughs> okay. Are we all, all right. good with that? We're good. Oh, We're I done. Know. I know what you're yep. saying. If I had told you that, what would you have said to me? You're crazy. If I hadn't told you that, what would you have said you're to crazy. me? Well, you're crazy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a standard answer. Yeah. <laughs> good point. <laughs> all right. Um, Okay, that's well, enough, we are, right? We in San Diego, at uh, the, the official count at Lindbergh puts us at 131% above our seasonal average right now. It's been, it's been very good for us. I know yes. it's been awful in some parts of the state, and it would be horrific to have to live through that and deal with that. But the reservoirs are filling up. The snowpack well, is that, over 200%. I was going to say, the snowpack's, like, snowpack's yeah. fantastic. Right. Lake Shasta has 34,000 cubic feet per second of water flowing into it, and they are filling rapidly. And that's before the snow melt. They're right. probably going to – well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see if they have to end up starting to, to dump, dump water yeah. before the snow melt. Um, and we're having good – our rains are perfect down here right. for keeping things watered and not having to do any irrigation for, we're looking on, going on two months now or a month, and a, month and a half. 
And there's no reason to water anything in the ground that isn't under a roof. Correct. For at least a couple more. Well, this rain is going to oh yeah, it's going to extend extend it us beyond beyond January. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's wonderful. Yeah. you have to worry a little bit. Just not worry, but uh, potted plants, obviously. Okay, but we'll let you. Some, just, I, I would argue right now with the amount we've had that even I would say only the potted plants, at least in my yard that I've seen, right, would be right. the potted plants that you said that are under, under some kind under, of an eve exactly. that they're not getting it. But I, I checked everything that I had in pots just yesterday, Staying and too, they were yeah. pretty damp, even though oh, they're smaller it. containers. So. Yeah. I I took home a write-off diplodenia about a month ago, six weeks ago. It has not a leaf on it, and I think it has been kept too wet during the cold weather, and I don't know if it's coming back or not. So a diplodenia is what for people who just heard the word diplodenia? Oh, it's Mandavia splendens, don't you know? Uh, well, I do. Was that helpful? It, it helped a lot. So what, what's the difference between a diplodenia and a Mandavia? Well, they used to be when when yeah, when Mark and day, I started yes. back in the day when we had canaries in the coal mines. <laughs> don't you know? They were Mandavia and Diplodenia. Right. But they are now the same. And right. that is the pink trumpet flower on a more compact, glossy leafed, slightly viney bush form. Correct. Or the more uh, undulate leaf. Okay, yes. Yes. Uh, larger undulate leaf of the true vining one. In pinks and reddish pinks and yellows now, yeah, apricot they is. All, they they, they have apricots. Yeah. I don't yeah. think they have any apricot well, ones, they but do I'll check. I, I'll check the way I, yeah. You I, check I, where I, you come I, from. I think it says apricot, yeah. And uh, this was the salmon one. Okay. The upright salmon diplodenia form. I wish they'd just left it alone. It and made much more it. sense I as two totally separate things. Yeah. Now, do you grow those, or do you recommend mm. them being a shade plant or a partial sun? Depends, obviously, where you live. They will take the full sun all the way east to El Cajon easily. They will grow in filtered sun or morning sun. The nicest-looking one I ever saw was on a western exposed uh, porch in Sunset Cliffs. It was against a, a wooden house, and so it baked in the afternoon sun and sunset cliffs, but it was spilling out of this bowl, a low bowl, and covered probably about a three-by-three three or four-by-four four area and just dripping with flowers. I had I had a gorgeous one, full sun at the house in a pot, and it was funny because I had it in the shade for a while, and I moved it to the sun, and it took off. Didn't of course, much. I watered it. You know, I mean, I wasn't really taking very good care of it, but it was probably the best one I've actually. The nursery people came over and said it's the nicest one they'd ever seen. Yeah, it's better. I think they're better with some sun. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so as well. I yeah. wanted to get the official response on the air from the oh. guys. The guys uh, that putting, know. you want to put us on the record for the next vote That's right. to make sure how we're going to vote. <laughs> if you would like to go on the record. Before the next vote, the number here is 888-344-1170. You're listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ, and we'll be back with the last segment right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. 
Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Because we're free. Nothing's worrying me. That's from Mitch Cassidy and the Sundance We are back. You know, this makes me feel old. And normally, there's no rain in the forecast. But... But today... It's different. Uh, Welcome back to Garden Talk on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. If you would like to give us a call and have, I don't know, have your questions answered properly or... We don't, we don't mock questions on the air, no. do we? No. Uh, the number here is 888-344-1170. Um, let's see what... Oh, a pomegranate question. Oh, where's the cursor? David, you don't learn. Gosh. <laughs> I know it's here somewhere. There it so, is. Okay. There it is. There it is. Good morning, Julia. What's your pomegranate question? So my pomegranate question is, I have a pomegranate tree, it's about four years old, and this year it has a black residue on my tree. Okay. That's so very, very, that's very, very sad. <laughs> very sad. Um, most it likely. is very sad. It is most likely the result of bugs being on the tree. Sucking insects, uh, scale, mealybugs, aphids, things of that sort. And so what I would do right now... Sometime, well, not right now because it's going to rain today. And you're During, still listening to us. Okay. Yes, yeah. and you're driving, it sounds like. So you shouldn't do it right now. That yes, would be dangerous. <laughs> um, is spray it with horticultural oil. And there might be scale There might be scale on some of the branches that are causing that, and the horticultural oil will take care of it. And it, it okay. just kills them by smothering. So yeah, It won't affect the plant or the fruit at all. And it's a perfect time to be spraying that. And if you have the opportunity, there's a class today uh, in Poway. At Walter Anderson Nursery in Poway? At 930, that's going to actually address spraying your trees for the winter, for winter care. I love it. And another question, my, some of my pomegranates, this is probably due to the black residue, but they have been split open. So is that my bird? No, No, some of them... Some varieties are more susceptible to splitting than others. Most varieties will split if they're stressed. As they get stressed and as they've been as they're getting towards ripe to overripe, they don't need a lot of water, but um, perhaps an occasional water once or twice a month during the the summer would help to alleviate that. Yeah. Okay. How often do you water? Um, probably like once a week. I would yeah. think that's adequate if it's if it's if there's good water. Like David said, some right. are, are naturally prone to it, and and rodents will get in there, and birds will peck a little bit. So if it's if it's more than just a split, it might very well be um, something else. Okay, I figured it was birds, but I'm not. I wasn't sure. So. It certainly could yeah, be. When they're actually, doing, when they're actually, doing, the oh, birds usually get there right after the rats. I was going the rats to say, open yeah, you, you will see a nice little <laughs> round, and it looks like somebody's making a nest, and it, it just nice? hollowed out from a, 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 the, the opposite side that you can see typically. Doesn't that make you feel good? <laughs> yeah, no, not really, but... <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thanks. I have seen, humming, I've seen hummingbird nests, so that's probably what's happening. Yeah. But spray it with horticultural oil. That'll take care of the immediate concern. Uh, water deeply and occasionally only during the summer next year and see if that doesn't make things better for you. All right. Sounds great. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call, Julia. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Oh. You know, I think I forgot to do that last time. What? What? Uh, end the call. But well, I think have, somebody have must have, per- have taken have care of it. There. Taking yeah. care of it for me. Looking over uh, your shoulder. Uh, that's good. That's good. Glad I didn't make fun of him for the canary and coal mine thing, because he might not have done that. Um, the rain's coming up. It's a great time to feed. We talked about that. Some of my citrus at home is beginning to bloom. The first orange is beginning to bloom. I'm, I'm starting to see the the tiniest beginnings of growth on some of the other citrus which, trees. Which orange tree is starting to Trovita. bloom? Trovita. Okay. And I'm not sure... Do you still have fruit on there? There are three oranges from last year on okay. the Trovita. But it had a stressful year. And uh, <laughs> we so all, all did, this, David. All, we this, all, did. all of this water has been helpful to it. But citrus, we... We have a lot of people, usually this time of the year, that come in that have yellowing leaves on their citrus trees. Right. And they're not, it's not uniform, and so they think it's disease or something wrong. And it may not be. Correct. The, this time of the year, just as the new growth is coming out, if there's any shortage of nutrients, and maybe even without a shortage of nutrients, there are transient nutrients in our citrus. Mobile mobile and the new growth that needs it pulls it from the old growth which will yellow show show yellowing a different modeling patterns in the older growth and i always tell people just uh, as long as the new growth comes out fine not to worry about it but i think what i should be telling people is feed them yeah now i've never connected the two because this is the month when I start fertilizing the citrus, I wait for a good rain like we're going to have this weekend, today, and I'll feed. So the old leaves will turn yellow, and the new leaves are going to come out fine, and then the whole tree's going to be fine. And I didn't put the two together that I was feeding during this period, but it, it helps. It does help. And it is indicating, I guess, at least a minor shortage of available nutrients. So feeding is indicated, but now's the time anyway. And you didn't, uh, we were surprised that uh, I couldn't find, I was searching for the wrong criteria, and I've been talking about this for over a year. Right. And And George was looking at me, he was looking over his glasses that he doesn't wear at me. He was kind of skeptical because he, we we didn't find anything about it, but it's, it's the search terms. They're mobile, there's mobile, what what was it? It's mobility. Mobility. Yeah, it's nutrition, nobility. Uh, They have a couple different mobility rather and it, they talk about the 14 well there are a number of different things but there are 14 elements that are essential to plant growth and some of those elements you know we talk about the, the main ones like nitrogen phosphorus and potassium but then you have the the traces like uh, calcium magnesium sulfur manganese molybdenum all of those and some of those are like you described mobile and they get pulled from the older growth and others don't and it's usually the deficiencies we see are those that are mobile and that's the nitrogen for the nitrogen, green and the um, magnesium, magnesium, which is some zinc. of the... Yeah. So it is kind of an indicator, and it is a great time. We were talking about this earlier in the show. Today is the day to feed. If you have, not, if you have anything in your yard that has not been fertilized recently, yeah. today, do it. Go out any time now, between now and 2 o'clock or noon, and fertilize and let the rainwater... It in job. for you. It, it, we're expecting an inch over all, most of the county today and tomorrow, and to be a, do a great job of uniformly washing it into the soil for you. Correct. So feed. Go forth and feed today. 
Do we have any other classes so, coming up? Just as we wrap up in San Diego at nine o'clock, how orchids rebloom with Chuck uh, McClung, and that's also a book signing. And at nine thirty in Poway, last minute winter fruit tree care with Tyler Trimble. We'll see you there. And it's going to be rainy on the roads today, so slow down and leave a little more space so that you can get home and fertilize your plants. Because they're counting on you. They're exactly. counting on you. They Good need luck. you. We're all counting on you. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with next week with another hour of Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, everybody. Oh, and don't forget Auto Talk is coming up next. And attorneys talking after that. What could be better? <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.